0: Ghost Man Horror Host here. Reunion. Bob Turret removed his black Ferrari so it was directly in front of the doors of the old Carbonville Inn. He hopped out, handed the keys, and a 50 to the valet, who looked at him very impressed by the car. The kid couldn't have been more. Then 17. Leave it right there, Turret said. Out front, where everybody can see it. A large banner hung over the entrance of the hall. Happy twenty-fifth reunion! He entered the hotel and looked in both directions. A place had become shabby over the years. The rug in the lobby was threadbare. The floor needed waxing. Two lights were out in on the chandelier. Not way. The bar. Ballroom was. In the back, on the left, he remembered it from when he was a kid in his father's company, had the Christmas party here. He stopped in the entrance and surveyed the scene. Several people looked in his direction. A couple pointed and whispered. They made him feel good. They recognised him. He was like the revenge of the nerd. But where was she? A, a paltry middle-aged man sidled. In the direction. Larry Berezki? He struck his hand out. "'How are you doing, Bob?' "'Bob, Larry's hand was sweaty, his eyes desperate. "'It took Turret a moment to focus. "'Larry Beretsky, kid, you always chosen next to last as recess, right before Turret. "'I'm fine, Larry. Doing well. How are you? "'I'm blessed. I recognise you from your photo. "'The one in Fortune magazine, remember? "'The man with the Midas tush? Remember that?' Turret looked around. He was an interest in talking with Larry. Do you happen to know where Larry Donito is? Turret asked. No. Who is she? I thought she planned this thing. Remember, she was a senior class treasurer. But he took a blank look, got a blank look. I'm on the planning committee, he said. I don't remember her. She wasn't involved in planning this reunion. Anyway, I can tell you that. I need to find her. I was supposed to be, to be present, with some sort of ward. Turned, fu- turned, and walked back to the, to the crowd, scanning for Lorraine Dorento. Burrowsky followed long beh- long, along behind. Certainly, Burrowsky said, "A ward, of course. That makes sense." He trailed along, two steps behind at. Maybe this evening, I appreciate it. We would talk for just a minute. Mano mano, Bresky said. I got a real good business deal in mind. The numbers all add up. It'll make us both a lot of money. Bresky rubbed his thumb and fingertips together, apparently not to make sure that Patwett understood. You're talking about money. Bretsky was just the first of many. Jerry and Owens, a high school quarterback, had an idea for a sports camp. Two guys had ideas about residential developments. Another had a concept for a shopping mall. Apparently he'd never heard of Amazon. A woman wanted a donation, so you wouldn't have to cut a music programme at the area's schools. Tarrant wrote her a cheque for a grand. She didn't try hard to hide her disappointment. Tarrant stopped Mike, spotted Mike Wilson, a god, and the basketball team. "'Wilson had dated Laurie for years. "'He knew where she was, but when he asked, "'Wilson gave him a long, hard look. "'Laurie died ten years ago,' he said. "'Accident on Route 91, big old wreck, "'with an 18-wheeler. Very sad. "'She's dead.' "'Wilson eyed him, as if he was exceptionally slow. "'Dead?' Torret repeated. "'But who the hell has been calling me? "'Don't know. "'But it sure wasn't Laurie.' unless it was a spirit from beyond the grave, or something like that. Tarot scratched his head. He said I was supposed to receive an award, for, well, I'm not exactly sure, some sort of alimony thing. I suppose that would make sense, right? right? Wilson slowly nodded his head, on account of you being a big success and all. He said, sorry, I don't know anything about any award. You should ask Larry Britsky. He's on the planning committee. Tarot headed towards the at the bar, feeling confused, the twenty-fifth reunion was the first he attended. He is a Harvard business school for the fifth, and couldn't get away. He was working great great Goldman Sachs in Paris at the time of his tenth. He was getting divorce from his third wife when the fifteenth rolled around. He was spending quality time with his lawyers. And five years ago, ago, the time of the twentieth reunion is. He just started to rent associates as working an 18 hour days. He surveyed the room. He hadn't missed much or got not going to those other reunions. The women had all put on, on 50 pounds. The guy is 50 70 pounds. All the talk was for their kids, sports, grades, college, their people, like right? their lives for their kids. Probably. Because their own lies had turned out so dismally. Until the losers, the ones who stayed behind, were here. The ones of ambition and courage got the hell out years ago weren't coming back. He saw a black, tall, lean back guy eyeing him. He was already scragging beard, a long grey hair, down back in the tiny tail. Turn it turned around. Probably another loser, looking for a handout. He made a mistake. He shouldn't have stayed in New York and gotten some work done. Score a little blow, maybe to call hooker. Just looking at this crowd it was getting him depressed. He had only come for the ward, and now it looked like it was really it wasn't one. He had been conned, and why? What was the angle? After his third bourbon water, he decided to call it a night. Then he felt a tap on his shoulder. It was a guy with a ponytail, Bob Tarrant. Don't you remember me? the man said, leaning forward. Gray Kane, Gerald Kane. Turret stared back, Jerry? That's really you? In the ever living flesh man. This this is great. It's amazing, Tarrett Pauls. But you weren't even in our high school. You moved away in third grade, that's right. I ended up marrying Cindy, you know it's a few years back. She was our grade in, in our graduate grading class. You remember her? Not in the least, sure, Cindy. Of course, since she got she got an invite, I tagged along. Would have been fun to see how everyone turned out. So, how long have you been? Has it been? Tarrant thought for a moment. Thirty-four years. Shit, that's a long time. What are you doing with yourself these days? I work on Wall Street. I own a hedge fund. That sounds really great. Kane said a little loudly. Hedge that fun. That'd be. Now you're ferrying out in front, I suppose. You bet. What are you doing with yourself? Working with, uh, near Iron City. Same old, same old, he paused. Your wife come with you? No, I'm not married. Three times loser, I'm afraid. Kids? No kids either. No wife, no kids. You always were well, the smart one. Crane checked his watch. Man, look at the time. Have to go. Got a bit of a drive. We told the sitter we'd be back by twelve. Jesus, that's too bad. Would have liked to talk some more about the old dames. i like to spend more time but what can i say family calls he pulls wait a minute tell me something you like to hunt any chance i have been known to do some hunting in my time truth was he had been on safari in africa three times killed a big five lion leopard elephant came okay, buffalo, and rhino other rhinos didn't, were, hadn't been strictly legal. He'd also hunted correct bear in Asalaska and grizzly bear in the Canadian Rockies. The last one got him on the clover of the modern hunter. There was nothing he liked better than stomping through the wilderness. A rifle in his hand and a trail of a big game. He didn't say anything to carry. It might sound like he was bragging. I'm, go, I'm going deer hunting with my brother tomorrow, Greg said. Why don't you join us? Give us a chance to get get re- acquainted. I'll pick him outside the hotel at six. Without thinking, Tarrant said that sounded fine. The next morning he was on the sidewalk at five forty-five. Yeah, the air was chilly, damp. There was a strong breeze out of the north. The stars had their Christmas decorations up. Still, downtown Columbia was a pretty damn depressing place in a bleak Wind Metro. Probably a damn depressing place. In the middle of the summer, a pawn shop was across the street. It had been a drugstore when he was a kid. He'd seen kids getting milk shakes there and reading the comic books. A dollar store was on the corner. There had been the a hardware stair. Further down the street was a payday lender. Turk recognised the company's hedge fund. He held a 20% stake and have 140 locations in 11 states. One of his best advancements: payday lending. Like a license to print money. You can't go wrong with 400% interest. He s- struck his hands in his tweed snacks. With his leather jacket and city shoes, he wasn't dressed for hunting. They have to stop at sporting shop store. Get some clothes and rifle and some ammo. He was trying to remember some of the things he did with Jerry Crane when he was little, but the men, memories were just out of reach. Bike riding, little league, Terry was some wasn't much good at baseball. He hadn't many many good memories at little league, hanging out of his out of his houses. Actually, Tony remembered very few kids coming to his house, other than for birthday parties, but that was all right. The old times would come back once they started talking. A battered Ford F-15 extended cab pulled up to the curb. Jerry Kane climbed out of the passenger seat, dropped the seat back. Hop in, he said. we got the back to all yourself. Tarrant clambered into the back seat, which was covered in old newspapers and aluminium cans of cardboard boxes. Recycling, Kane said. It, we're big on that, you know. Save the planet, go warming. all that shit. Another man threw thick be- br- brown beards, heavy set and blue jeans and a denim jacket set at the driver's seat. You remember, Mike, my little brother, Cain said, sure. Actually, Turret had no collection of all, Mike. Mike grunted. Both Crane's brothers had their rifles resting between their legs. We're going to need to stop, Turret said, pointing at Crane's gun. I need to get a rifle and some dry clothes. Sh- shoes. Don't worry, Crane said. I know a place where we can get you fitted out. Is it a- waiting, isn't there a waiting place period for getting a rifle? Nah, nothing like that. It's a check. Take a few minutes when you buy your gun. That is unless you've got a funny conviction. You haven't got a funny conviction, do you, Bob? Mike sniggered. What are you getting? How about getting a hunting light like to us? Don't worry about it. I'm friendly with the rangers in these parts. It looked the other way. that's probably one not even check. A pickup headed out of to town. Soon they were on Ridge Road, driving along the edge of the Ridge Valley, Stood down below with scars of half a century. A strip mining of the alien landscape grey, treeless, lifeless, on the other side of the valley, a couple of miles away, were remains of a steel mill, squatting like a giant toad on the horizon. There was old, that, there's the old mill, Baird said. i suppose surprised you didn't tear it down, Baird said. Been idle for decades. Maybe they left it up for, for a monument to man's greed. It served its purpose they. Yes, like I said, man's greed. That was the purpose." You're not arguing with me, are you, Bob? No, I've just—it's always just about the bottom line in that at that place. I remember the day that my old man came home after being fired for that damn meal. Where did you—where did that come to? I looked away at that little bit window. There is a ba- that was a bad day, all right. Crane said. Mike grunted. Did you know it was actually your father who fired my father? Crane said. Tony didn't, didn't like the direction the conversation was going. Crane's voice had taken a permanent whining whiny growl to the Tony said, no, I don't. Didn't. My father never talked about his work. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sure you shit fired my well, old man. Who else would have done it? My father was a shift manager. Your father was a plant manager. One who could do the shit killing for him. These were hard times in the early days, eighties. failure and competition. Yes. Yes, hard times, Crane said, that out the window at of, of the mill. It's been hard times as long as I can remember. It was your father who did all the firing at the mill. Whole town was scared shitless of the old man. That's why nobody liked you. One reason, anyway. What do you... When my old man got home that night, he cried out his eyes just like a fucking baby, all only time. i seen him cry, sad things to say, see. see your dad cry, Mike grunted again. I was sorry, Turre said, I don't know I didn't know about that. Yeah, you're sorry, Crane said, really sorry. We ended up moving on to Mon- Mont Montague- well, West Virginia. My father got a job in one of the mines, making the third of the money he he made before, hated it, and started in the- it's like you never made made it anywhere his whole life. Believe me, that's a lousy feeling. I know about it. Crane sat up, scratched back stretched his back, picked up his rifle in a bolt action, scooped. He oily worked the action to a couple of times and inserted a magnesium magazine. You started we started drinking a mole, Crane, Crane continued. His ammunition rifle got fired. We had to move again. After that, it was Downtime's barrel. Ended up driving his pickup into a bridged abutment at 95 miles per hour. Coroner said it was an accident, as nice of him, but we knew the truth. I'm sorry I never knew to I Said, "We're going to we need to stop." Mike said, "What for? Like I said before, I need to get some clothes and a rifle." You're all right, Crane said. We have a gun for you, and it's in the back somewhere. Toretto glanced along through the gluteous small rear mirror window. He could see in the bed of the truck was junk and garbage. Not much traffic, Turret said. Is it is it, it being deer season? I expected to see a lot of cars and trucks out. I need to tell you, Crane said. Deer season ended last weekend. Silence. The truck. I guess you're wondering what this is about, Crane said. Toretto didn't say anything. It was me that sent you this invention. Invites a reminder screen. Continued. Had my girlfriend make the calls. Pretend to be Laurie Dorado. Dora. I picked up her account of, of Laurie is dead. No way you'd get in touch with her. I messed everything up. I was hoping and praying you'd come. My prayers of answered. Tony didn't say anything. There's no way you could get out of the truck. You trapped back here. Why are you doing this? He said. It makes no sense. It's funny watching you going straight away. I'm looking for laurie drmson looking for your stupid damn reward what is this about Tarrett said sh- told my shouting take it easy i'm getting there it was six months ago when he, uh, i was taking my daughter f- in for doctor's visit she got a hole in her heart needed surgery for her it's very bad but i, might, but I didn't have enough dough." Why you di- why didn't you just use your health insurance? Craig laughed. I haven't had that in a donkey years. Not since I got laid off from my metal fin- refin- refinishing plant, back when the business got relocated to China. If you don't mind me asking, what's, where's your daughter got to do with me? Hold your horses, Bucko, like I said. I'm getting there. Oh, so, and sitting in the doctor's office, flipping through his magazines. Well... Ugly mug, I don't see, but yours. Why there on the cover, modern hunter? You were kneeling next to a dead bear. Yeah, I remember. I thought it was the same guy. I knew at grade school. I read the article, and lo and behold, it was. I look again at the cover, and a custom-made rifle and figure out it costs you the best part of ten grand. Then I think about the hunting trip, and how it probably cost us as much, Not such as my surgeon, uh, my little girl needs. My, turned off the highway on into a gravel road. Leafless trees, branches brushed against the side of the truck, gravel crunched against the tire. we almost there, Crane said. He pulled into clearing and stopped. Crane pulled out a rifle in each hand. Come on, he said. Get out, end of the line. Turret stepped from the cab, looked around for a way to escape. You're not going to get away from this, he said, slowly backing up a back... Ba- backing up to the gravel path. Whatever it is you're planning, Craig swung both the rifles so the barrels were pointed at turret's chest. I think I know what I've been planning, he said. I'm going to get away with it. Nothing can connect you with me. People saw you in the room last night. They saw you talking to me. Tell police. Nobody recognised me last night. Why should they? Crane's been gone for decades. I'm going to shave off his, his, beard. I'm going for six months. I'll shave my head. I look like I did, do on my driving's license, nothing like I do now. Terry looked at Mike and grinned. stickers. people saw you pick me up. They traced the license plate. License plates were covered with mud. Wasn't anybody out about this time in the morning? Yeah, I'm getting away with this for sure. Got a buyer for your Ferrari chop shop. I figured out you a couple thousand in the wallet, or back. For your hotel room. A Rolex on your waste will fetch ten grand in hot heart. I'll sell your credit cards to a guy, you know. That'd be fifty 000. All together. Just enough to get my little girl the surgery she needs. If it's the money you want, I can rewrite a cheque for whatever you need. Crane's eyes narrowed. A cheque? You're trying to be funny? Cash is when the bank's opened on Monday. Crane laughed. Mike shook his head. we got plans for you, Mike said with a sly grin. Plans? Craig said, Max, a taxotomous. Dime's fine, Mum. Mike's going to stuff you. I'm you. Lots of folks will get mounted, dear. Or mountain moose. We're the only ones with a mountain edge, uh, and uh, Mike giggled. Every Labour day we'll say a toast to your honour, to, uh, to the working men and the ma- women of America. You can't be serious, I'm pay- I'll pay you anything. A million dollars, more, name a price, and I'll make you rich. You don't get it. This is how it's going to be. I cannot be bargained with. I'm a sporting man. I'll give you a 10 count start before I start the firing. With that rifle, I'll be sitting up. I am giving you a chance. Otherwise, I'll just shoot you where you're standing. Where, where, There's a way we can. One, listen to me. Our crane lifted the gun, pointed the barrel right over its head. Two, turret turned. Spun his head from right to left. He shook off in the direction of the main highway. <coughs> he flagged down a passing car. He, there near be safe. He counted He counted in his head. Three. Had to get off the gravel path in straight shot. He needed just some t- trees between them. Four. A strike by a turn. He leaped over the tree. As he landed, his foot slid. He almost fell backwards in the mud. And regained his balance. Five. His thick stand of trees was a hundred feet away. He zigged to the left and sagged right, remembering to keep his head down. Six, this is practical to coke. They're going to do it a little fun, that's all. he would make them pay them pay when he'll get back to New York. His lawyers will go to town with Lara's crane. He knew. They never knew what hit him. He heard the distant clack of Rofa bolt. Seven. He ducked too late and the tree bunched from right. Rage sharply across his face. He tasted blood. Eight. We. You could feel the s- slight zero zero on his back as it was burning a hole under fifty feet to the trees. He'd never make it. Nine. He felt like his lungs explode. Not much longer. He be safe. Ten. I think this had be. This had been. All oh, drunk After all, but then the sound was shot and bark from one of the t- nearby trees. Trees flew in the air. He, he missed by a good 18 in inches. The guy was allowed his slots. He heard laughter. Had missed on purpose. Didn't matter. Only 20 feet to the trees, he staggered forward, almost there. And again, the tree faint airplane click, click, click got the rifle bolt. And then, exposing his pain in his back curls through his body, he fell face in first into the mud, he lay there grasping into the air, a taste of wet dirt in the mouth, he reached out to body, t- reached out a hand, tried to pull himself forward, but he had no strength, voices approached, missed a heart-lung shot by two inches, still not bad, pretty near a hundred feet away, and a moving target, yeah, he ran pretty good for a short guy, that guy. Shouldn't you be putting him out of his misery? The sound of the rustling through leaves. No. Let him suffer. Speakable. you're dead. Ghost man horror host. Darren and his friends Stacy, Tom, and Judy like to hang out in an old abandoned plantation. Tom, just a mile from town cemetery, on Halloween night, they like to party and tell ghost stories until dawn. Darren decided the next time they went back to the plantation to what they always done for years, to do what they always done for years, is to surprise his friends with an Ouija board. And maybe this time may be different. He would could not have been more right. The following Saturday was Halloween. So Darren called his three friends on the phone and said he was surprised that he would tell them about the, when they arrived at the plantation that night. At midnight, Darren and his friends all piled into their cars, with excitement on their faces, bowing down the old country gravel road with, while a storm was brewing out into the distance. The closer they got to the plantation, the more intense the storm got. Darren's friends arrived about ten minutes before midnight, Darren, but Darren wanted to be the first one there who set at the horny board, so had arrived fifteen minutes before his friends did. Darren placed a Ouija board on the dusty floor of the plantation with candles lit around the Ouija board. Stacey, Tom and Julie finally arrived on time, just as the rain was pouring down on their cars. Everyone got their umbrellas out and dashed out their vehicles and up the steps down to the plantation. Darren had heard his friend's car pull to the plantation. So he greeted them all at the front door. Tula led them in for the big surprise. Stacy and Tom shook their heads, shook off their umbrellas, and Darren said, "Come on in. I will show you my surprise for you." They all approached the study and went inside. There, lying in the middle of dusty floor, with candles all around it, was a weejunbo. Darren said, "Well, what do you think?" Julie chimed in and said, A Ouija board is just a dumb stupid game. You don't make... You don't think... Don't you think? Julie chimed in and said, A Ouija board is just a dumb stupid game. You don't make ghosts appear. I don't know. I'd, if I'd known in advance, I wouldn't have got out in the stormy weather. i just stayed home and watched TV, Tom. Stacey agreed with Julie. They'd all headed to the Door, front door, penetration to leave, but the door locked as they approached it. Darren said, Him and me, I'll make a deal with you. If this will be revealed, doesn't bring forth any ghosts, we'll, we'll, we'll break it out, we'll break out the window and leave. Everyone agreed, they came back into study and sat down, sat around an eatable ready for night. They never never lived to tell about Question after question they joined. It was asked the board, but just as Stacy was ready to get up and leave, Julie chimed in and said, Let me ask if it this question was someone murdered in the plantation? Slowly their fingers pointed to the moved wooden pieces across the Ouija board, spelling out the word. Yes, Julia immediately leaped up in panic and ran straight to the st- out of the study to the front door. Crying in fear, desperately trying to unlock the door, Tom rushed to her aid and Julie ran into his arms for comfort. Tom t- tried to assure her that he was just a game that you never heard of. Anyone that believes in such nonsense to be hurt by it. Judy laughed and said, Maybe you are right. Tom looked took her by the hand, and the two returned back into the study where Stacy and Darren were pa- patiently wait, waiting for their return. Then Tom Judy were about were about to sit on the dusty floor to ask more questions. usual, a faint voice of a little girl was saying "'Peek-a-boo!' Julia started trembling, and Stacy said, "'I check it out, maybe. It's a ghost. Huh?' "'Ah!' J- Julia chimed in and said, "'That's not funny,' Stacy replied. "'I'm sorry. It was just a joke.' Stacy followed the little girl's voice to a room down the dark hallway, "'but before we left, Darren handed her one of the candles that was used to light, to give light to the Ouija boat, Stacy slowly walked through the dark, cold hallway with just a light, bit of light from the candle to guide her on her way. Stacy slowly turned the door knob and was relieved to see on the other side of the door an innocent, looking girl that looked lost. But things were not always as they seemed, as she was about to find out, surely. Surely, little girl. Laughed and said, Peek-a-boo, you're dead. Stacy didn't have time to were her at the little girl anyway before a dark figure was standing right behind the little girl, swinging an axe, cutting Stacy's head off, clean off of its shoulders, sending her head flying across the hallway, knocking against the wall. Tim looked at the others. Stacy has gone a little too long. I think I'll go and check on her. Julius cried and said, Be careful, don't worry, said Tom in a shaky voice. Darren handed Tom a candle to light his can- way down the hallway. Dark hallway, the closer Tom got to the room where Stacy was hearing the little girl's voice, he also heard the words of a little girl' voice saying, Peek a poo! Tom's hand was shaking as he tried trying to steady the candle. So he wasn't not, wouldn't go on where that just felt, that just felt behind him was, feet behind him was Stacy head lying on the floor. Tom's shaking hand slowly turned the door knob, crying, calling out for Stacy, asking if she was in there. But no, not a, a answer, just a little girl's voice saying, Boogie Boo! As the door slowly swung opened, the little girl and were covering her eyes, and Tom asked the little girl, "Why is my friend Stacy?" The little girls slowly opened her hands of her face, her eyes were glowing red, and she quite jutted out to Tom, "B-boo, you're dead laughed at the darkness. darkness.o behind her swung the axe, sending his head flying off to his shoulders into the hallway next to Stacy's severed head. A little girl came out of the room and picked up the two severed heads off the floor and the dark figure with the axe followed behind her. The study where Tom, Julie and Tom were waiting for their friends to return, the little girl was saying, peek Dad, you're dead, all the way down the hallway. Into the study when Julie seen the girl, little girl her a friend's severed head, he screamed. down was in shock, in shock to think the Ouija board of all them about this terror he witnessed before, this, for his very eyes. Then the little girl tossed the two figures of it into onto the Ouija board and what said, "Peek-a-boo, you're dead." The dark figure with the axe chased uh, Julia down and Darren down the hallway, and called them both at the end of the hallway where they both met their fate. The little girl. Laughed over and over and said, "Peek-a-boo, you're dead." When the sun came up, the next morning, Darren, Julie, and Stacy and Tom beds were untouched. Their parents called the police to report them missing. The police didn't know where to look. The police didn't have to look very far because their parents knew exactly where they were going to hang out on Halloween night when the police arrived at the plantation and entered the study with their flashlights beaming all around them. They got the shock of their lives, Darren, Tacy, and John. Several heads were placed around the bridge board. Offers heard a faint voice saying, Peekaboo, head followed by a little girl's laugh. A police Searched top to t- bottom for the plantation, but could not find a trace of the little girl or dark figure that was carrying the axe. It was responsible for the teenager's death. After an in- intensive investigation of who and what he could have brutally killed those innocent teenagers, investigation had to be. The dead, following the dead girls out, the police have searched the top and the bottom of the plantation, but they could find no trace of a little girl or dark friend that were carrying an axe that was responsible. The teenage death after intense investigation of the who or what could be brutally killed, these innocent teenagers. The investigation had to be called off. And to this day, the four teenagers, uh, The 14 years who lost their lives on the Halloween night at the old plantation is still unsold and will be just another ghost story we talk about.